Welcome to I Work in Fashion podcast. I'm Maddie, your host and creator of this podcast. And for the third episode, I'm meeting with Polly Mason, head of fabric design for Liberty London. We talk all things Liberty, what it's like to see your creations come to life, and why you should take the time to explore jobs before starting your career. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to the I Work in Fashion podcast, the show exploring the many jobs of the fashion industry, interviewing the people who work behind the catwalks, magazine storefronts, and much more. So for the third episode of the series today, um, I have Polly Mason with me. Polly is part of the fabric design uh, team at Liberty London. We're actually recording from the offices today, which is really cool. So thank you for having me. Um, but so before we talk about all things Liberty and your career and work, uh, first of all, hi, Polly. How are hi, you? I'm really good, thank you. It's great to be able to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, so could you maybe first introduce yourself and maybe tell me about what you're up to now? Uh, yeah. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, I'm Polly, as you said, and I am the head of design at Liberty for the seasonal and the classic collections, which are our main um, fashion collection, fabric mm. collections at Liberty. Um, I've been here 25 years, um, worked my way up and um, yeah, we're currently designing for autumn winter 23 mm-hmm. at the minute. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's so early. I mean, I guess yeah. that's how it works. Like, <clears throat> we have to work really like two years ahead of the season wow. okay. because we have to have a finished um, fabric ready mm-hmm. for then the designers to select it and use it within their collections, which obviously oh, yeah. also that have to be sense. early. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we have to have finished product yeah. done quite early. So, yeah, <laughs> it does. I'm always lost as to what year we're in. I always think <laughs> yeah, I'm always I surprised imagine. we're only, oh, it's only 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Yeah. because I guess obviously you're, job is almost like at the very beginning of the the even like making a, a like a garment you're like at the very first step because obviously without fabric then you can't have maybe the idea and design and Absolutely. then make the clothes yeah so yeah it makes sense that you have to start really early because yeah yeah we just have to have the kind of we're not we're sort of like part of a wholesale company so mm-hmm. yeah we're kind of reaching out to designers all around the world with our fabrics yeah. Um, yeah, so we just have to make sure we have that finished product ready to catch them when they're thinking about their concepts and mm-hmm. planning their collections. And then we sort of obviously go out and see them and, and they can search in the yeah. collection to find something to inspire them. So, yeah, that's super early. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you said you were, you've been working at Liberty for 25 years. Which yeah, is, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but did you always want to work at Liberty? Maybe when you were like you know a teenager let's say did you think oh yeah I'd love to work at Liberty or did it just happen like that I guess well I mean I was I've been very lucky but I think I guess I grew up in a household my my mother's an artist and a graphic Mm. designer my father was very creative although he was in the teaching profession and so we were always surrounded by pattern and color and um, taken to sort of places of inspiration all the time so I think I was sort of set on that path quite early Mm -hmm. um our house was always full of different textiles and um yeah certainly we were sort of taken to many different places to Mm -hmm. inspire us and my mum really loved um furnishing fabrics and she was always changing the house and um and so I think I got a sort of feel for it very early on she also really loved arts and crafts and things like that Mm -hmm. so um I was very much aware I think of the liberty aesthetic Mm -hmm. very early I would never have thought that I would necessarily end up here but um yeah I guess I was sort of preparing for it for quite a young age yeah that's cool um and so could you tell me maybe about like your studies let's say from like university where you studied at uni and then 
how you basically got to where you are now or like where you got to liberty, I guess. Sure, of course, yeah. So I um, I kind of was a bit tentative about going down the art route, actually, mm. which is a bit weird. Um, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, but I think because my mum, I kind of was rebelling a little bit against what she did. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't know if I want to do that. And, um, and so I ended up doing like, my art GCSE as an extra thing in my lunch hour oh, so I, I really wasn't sure I wanted yeah. to progress with it but as I got more and more into it I thought actually you know this is something that really speaks to me and I really really love doing it and um so obviously I went on and did art at um, A level mm. um where actually coincidentally my um dissertation for, for our A level was actually about William Morris oh okay um and in that I did actually yeah. do some research and like reached out to Liberty mm. and, and I looked back to it the other day actually and I got loads of correspondence from them oh, where they were super so helpful cool, yeah. sort of telling me about the furnishings and the interiors and mm-hmm. also the fashion fabrics um and then after that I did a um a foundation course in Cambridge which was a really great experience actually because I think originally I really thought I would go down the route of more being an artist and doing more mm-hmm. conceptual kind of art and it wasn't until I was really there that I just really realized that actually that wasn't for me I didn't have necessarily a really strong message I wanted to put out with mm-hmm. my art but what I really enjoyed was making things look really beautiful yeah um and so I realized quite quickly then when I was doing the textile sort of section of that year course where mm-hmm. you got to try a bit of everything which was really a great kind of um starting I think yeah um, a way to explore probably. absolutely yeah. yeah and to really sort of find who you are in that year yeah. I think that's really great for yeah. that yeah I actually did a foundation did year you? and uh, I found the exact same thing that I just took it you know different classes that had nothing to do with yeah. each other you know I did like uh, I think I did you know international relations and wow. I did media studies which was I guess it's sort of connected but you know and I, I definitely agree that like foundation year is like if you I wouldn't say lost but obviously if you don't really know where you want to go then it's such a good way to Absolutely. try out different things that maybe you saw about and then eventually you find whatever you Absolutely because like. yeah. I think when you're at school you know you're doing so many other subjects and you don't really know what's out there and I think that's the first inroad yeah. where you actually think oh okay there's so much more to this one particular yeah. subject than I ever realized sure. um, and I did yeah I found that year was really informative and I really enjoyed it that was um, that really kind of lit the spark if, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean and I yeah, and also for sort of fitting in with like-minded people. It was really lovely yeah. to find people who like the same sort of thing and 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 also the sort of opportunity to work alongside people who went into different disciplines as mm. well was really interesting. We did a big catwalk show at the end of it um, with our textile degree and, um, sorry, the textile sort of air element of it. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I, I went to Loughborough, okay. um, which at that point was Loughborough College of Art and Design. It mm-hmm. was, it's now incorporated into the university at Loughborough. Um, and again, I, I mean, I think I really struck lucky with that course because it was just really immersive and again allowed you the freedom to really experiment and explore and try and find what it was that there was no limits really as to what Mm -hmm. you could do which I I found really exciting um and there was no kind of like oh textiles has to be this yeah okay yeah which I think is really good because I think you can sort of like I think it's not great to narrow down your options unless you've you know got a real real passion for something right from the get-go which I didn't particularly and I think it really helped me find my feet and um, and I don't think I really fully understood what a textile was until I went there. And I was still a little bit, everything I drew and 
um, found exciting was still a little bit of a picture mm, um, rather than like meterage and rather yeah. than thinking about what happened like the outside the confines yeah, of see. a sort of bit of paper yeah I remember a tutor saying to me well what happens up here what happens when it yeah. goes off there and obviously yeah of course that's what you should be doing <laughs> yeah because you can't have like a blank no, spot unless you do like a print which yeah. are also great but um so yeah that was really great and I, I mean Loughborough was a fantastic also can't recommend it enough mm. as a course actually and later on I went back when I first started working and used some of my holiday to go back and do lecturing there oh, nice. um, really and cool. did a few sort of special projects and things like that which I absolutely loved because that's something that now we still do a lot of at Liberty actually is mm. connecting with the new designers um, yeah okay yeah because that's I think I mean that's the lifeblood of the industry of any industry yeah, really but especially something so visual and there's always new things happening and it's so important to not become blinkered to that and to kind of you know to always keep your eyes open and mm-hmm. liberty definitely we do that we try yeah. and nurture new talent and um, collaborate with new talent we've yeah. done lots of um with London College of Fashion right I yeah we've done some with London College of Fashion yeah. over the years we've sort of connected with quite a lot of different um colleges quite a few in the in um London but I'm really looking we're sort of starting to branch out internationally and do different oh, ones we do some in mm. um, Milan and um, New York and in um um in Germany we're doing some as well so it's a really nice mm. way of sort of bringing in that kind of yeah. international flavor which yeah. is lovely and like I say working with it's just people. Yeah, yeah new people and like so exciting working with students and um so yeah so I went back to Loughborough and did a bit of that which I loved um and did the three my three-year course was in printed textiles okay. so that's what I graduated yeah. in um and yeah I loved it I I also whilst I was there did a little bit of um at that point the course is different now actually and I think what's really great about some courses now is they allow you a year out in industry oh I see yeah um at the time when I was there a long time ago we we only did sort of two weeks oh yeah which is so short which is nothing really I mean you can't hardly sort of get any sort of feeling for any Mm -hmm. any part of it and I I would highly recommend if you are able to to do something like that where Mm -hmm. you get the chance because I think again it gives you that you know chance to just see what's out there yeah. you have no idea yeah. I don't think I think that's yeah, one thing colleges they lack a bit of yeah like, I think that's the one area yeah. where they could really push and it's a difficult thing to do because you know the industry is constantly changing and making connections mm-hmm. like that with industry is difficult but um like I say we try and do it a bit at liberty and I'm keen that we continually do now yeah. sort of pushing boundaries a little bit with that um but I think it really I did um I did two weeks I thought actually I'd want to be a stylist oh okay. uh, a magazine Belgium. when I was at yeah. college again still sort of sort of steering away yeah. from <laughs> the actual physical physical kind of painting thing a little bit still at that point thinking do I want to be doing this and and I did it and I, I went to country living actually and had a great time mm. there but it really did make me realize that actually no I would miss I see okay the creative, the creative side of it. Aspect, yeah, yeah just the physical mm-hmm. painting and drawing actually that's when I really realized that no I couldn't not be doing that yeah I see um but so it was good in that way that it made me because I might have then graduated and then gone and tried to pursue yeah, that career yeah, without having that tester yeah because you did yeah um, I think that makes sense definitely I think university can be very I guess theoretical in a way and I, I you know you often like the practical side of it which is yeah. usually how you find your next like move even even like deciding on the masters it's so I think important to like 
do something before and think, okay, yeah, maybe I want to pursue this and maybe do further studies to achieve, I don't know, work in a certain area or something. Absolutely. I definitely think, yeah, like experience is something that actually on every pre-show, on every episode, everyone mentions. Do they? Yeah. yeah like the just, importance of experience. Absolutely. And, and yeah, just like having, I guess, feel like also what it's like to work in a certain industry or for a certain like brand, because obviously you can have this idea that, I don't know, like even a magazine is, you know, this and this and that. And then when you get there, realize, oh, actually, you know, I don't know, that maybe the working environment isn't that great or like the culture, you know. Yeah, no, really, it's important. I think, yeah, because so many things make up a working environment and it's great to experience all of that, I think, Mm -hmm. to get an idea of, yeah, what what you fit in with and how you you like to work. And um, because, yeah, that's one thing I think college can't give you. So without that, I think it's tricky to sort of find what it is you like doing um I guess I was lucky in that I graduated and I had my job set up here from graduation so um Liberty happened to be recruiting around the time that I was Mm -hmm. finishing at Loughborough and they actually approached Loughborough because um one of the girls who was working here had also been at Loughborough. And oh, so they yeah. were, they had really struggled to find somebody to fill the position they were looking for, which was a sort of colourist at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came to Loughborough and a couple of us were put forward for interview, um, both at Liberty and Osborne and Little, actually. Um, and I was really fortunate to get the position at yeah. Liberty. So I, I thank my lucky stars that that happened yeah. every day because <laughs> I think, you know, that was really lucky and that was a real kind of, you know, I was really fortunate to have mm-hmm. that happen um and have that inroad and so I sort of graduated we came graduated we came to new designers in Islington and mm-hmm. I did that week there and then I literally started at Liberty the next week wow um so in some ways it's absolutely amazing yeah. but I kind of started at probably what is my perfect job I see yeah. right from the beginning <laughs> so I kind of you know what I haven't had I guess is that variety in career I well, see. my position has changed and mm-hmm. and actually liberty has changed a lot in the time I've been yeah there. it's really um different to when I first started um but I guess I haven't had that experience mm-hmm. working in different industries and different areas of the business yeah. like that so um so that's possibly a downside of sticking somewhere yeah. for so long but. Well, but obviously like you said you you kind of started in like one position and then you worked your way up in some way so I guess maybe that also helped you to discover new things and absolutely and And I think what's really amazing about Liberty actually and um, super lucky is that it's so varied and and there are very few companies actually in this country at Mm -hmm. least doing fashion fabrics that see the process right from sort of initial concept through to finished product um, and because we also work really closely with our sales team, we know where the product ends and, up. Uh, yeah. um, and so we have that relationship with customers as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's great and why I probably haven't moved on yeah, and gone anywhere else. Is because you do have that. And within that, there's such a wide breadth of different types of job, which mm-hmm. I've done over the years. Um, so like I said, I started as a colorist. Okay. And at the time, there was... Um, a head of design and then just two of us at that point oh, working dang. on the collections. The collection was a, um, a fair bit smaller than it is yeah, now. Okay. Um, and when I started, obviously this was back in the late 90s, the, we had one computer between us. Yeah, actually I was going to ask about how, because obviously you said that your job at Liberty or like working at Liberty changed, but I'm assuming it must have 
had something to do also with how you make fabrics and how you design them. Because obviously now they're, uh, I mean, you know, working in the office, you see all those computers and people, people working on like uh, Photoshop and, um, you know, all those those platforms, I guess. Yeah. But I guess when you started, maybe it was completely different, I guess, the way you made the fabrics and designed them. Yeah, so the designing session. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that, that was completely different. I yeah. mean, like I say, we had one computer um, with a very sort of rudimentary um, textile package on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we printed out the tiniest. I mean, they were literally almost post- <laughs> postage stamp <laughs> sized bits of um, CAD. Um, so it was really tiny. And then the rest of it we did by hand. We painted wow. all the colorways by hand. Um, I think just prior to when I started, everything pretty much was painted by hand mm-hmm. and the team then were generating hundreds of colorways in that way. But um, yeah, when I drew, it was a, bit, a little bit of a mixture of both. Yeah. Um, it was just at that cusp of the technology sort mm-hmm. of really coming to the fore. But we would, I think we would, we would photocopy the design and then you'd um, give it a wash of like white kind of emulsion, just a really sort of watered down wash yeah. to kind of give it a surface. And then you would paint in the sort of grey ducks on but you paint all the colour and so you would do so it would basically take about you know you could do one colourway in about a day wow okay if if not a bit longer wow so you can imagine then that in you you know a it just a takes a lot lot longer Uh hence why the collections were a bit smaller anyway but also it stops you being able to um experiment Mm -hmm. and push boundaries with color yeah because you obviously have like also time i guess you did have uh deadlines and stuff and so you couldn't think oh I'll, I'll do 15 different colorways no, so, totally and you like it. if you did something you thought, oh should I just try something in here it's a bit of a risk but I could try it but then you've ruined if it's yeah. wrong you've ruined the colorway oh <laughs> which is like a day's work so it kind of didn't it sort of stopped you pushing the boundaries I think in color mm-hmm. a little bit it sort of hindered that and I think that's what's been totally amazing about technology mm-hmm. is that it has just allowed us so much more expression yeah. and so much more freedom you know in time but also just to really try new things yeah um so I think that has really been the main factor for me that technology has improved Mm -hmm. the way we do textiles um very quickly we then sort of started to get we had a computer each and we were using this amazing package that allowed you to put things into repeat which we hadn't had before either everything had been hand painted in repeat Mm -hmm. um what I think is crucial about Liberty and what the other thing I absolutely love about it is that we still hand paint everything anyway. Yeah, Initially, amazing, yeah. um, all our artwork and everything is still hand painted. And then eventually, once we've worked the design that we're happy with, we'll scan it in and then put mm-hmm. it into repeat and colour from that. There are designs that we do from scratch digitally. Wow, okay, yeah. Some, but I think still the majority of what we do comes from hand mm-hmm. drawing, hand painting, yeah. whether it's marbling something or doing something and wax repeat, wax kind of, yeah. you know, we, we look at so many different medias and I think it allows you to be really expressive mm-hmm. um, and to push boundaries. But it's that's what's great about Liberty, I think, for me, is that we allow the designers time to do that. I see, okay, yeah. Um, so you, you allow time, just, I guess, experiment, which I guess you can do 
yes. as much before. Yeah. And I think, yeah, exactly. And I think there is, you know, when you're working maybe more in a sort of print studio where you have to sort of churn things out a bit quicker, mm-hmm. at Liberty, we do have the time and the luxury. And that is a complete and utter luxury, yeah. really, in this industry. Um, so we're really lucky. Um, because when we think of a concept and then we do, re- we allow time for research and then we allow time for drawing process. And at Liberty, there is a narrative that runs through all the collections. Mm-hmm. There is a story yeah. to everything, which, um, which is the other bit I absolutely yeah. love. <laughs> and, um, and so that it isn't just design. There's loads of research behind yeah. each design. And there's a, there's a reason why we've chosen it. And mm-hmm. we can sometimes go right down into a massive rabbit warren of like research and find this little gem of a story mm-hmm. or of a something like um, to then design around. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah. And you also have this amazing archive uh, yeah. room here. Yeah. And I guess I I didn't know that a lot of Liberty prints are actually sort of like variations from stuff that were done before. And you take that and you think, oh, yeah, I could make it more, I guess, 2021. Or yeah, more relevant. Is. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, we do. I think it's amazing because I think it also keeps this Liberty look where you look at Liberty fabric. You think, yeah, for sure, it's Liberty because it keeps this sort of um, thread, I guess, even throughout like, you know, the history of the Liberty fabric, it's it's such like a, a cool thing to have, I guess, this, yeah, like a bit of the archives and like the fabrics and stuff. Yeah, yeah it must I be mean, so cool. To, that's yeah. the amazing bit of it as well is the, the fact that obviously there is this huge heritage and mm. history to Liberty and our archive, which is a textiles archive predominantly, you know, dates back over 200 years. There are bits of it. I mean, obviously, Liberty's history is a little bit more recent, sort of 100 and nearly 50 yeah. years. But, um, yeah, they we own sort of textiles from earlier mm-hmm. as well. And, yeah, whenever we start a collection, that will be an initial port of call for kind of ideas. And, um, and we always include, I would say, probably about 30% of the of a of a seasonal collection yeah. which is roughly around 70 designs per season okay. will be um things that directly we've pulled from the archive mm-hmm. and sort of yeah we always change and modify yeah. and update but but have their root in our archive mm-hmm. um that's really important and then even you know whenever i certainly learned a lot from studying the archive oh, and from studying okay. designs and so certainly whenever we have a new designer come that's something that's part of the learning mm-hmm. process here. And I think it's just such an invaluable kind of yeah. teaching sort of. Um, so they, they take time to look through the archives and to get inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to learn about how a repeat works and yeah. how something balances. Um, we've just got this wealth of information in front of us. So it would yeah, be wrong to, not, <laughs> yeah, to not look at it. And so, yeah, that's a, a wonderful luxury for us to be able to have as a starting point for any collection. Mm-hmm. Um, but then going on from that, everything else sort of 60 70 percent of the collection is hand originated within from from scratch yeah. within the studio um there's amazing sort of team mm. of designers working on different collections in the studio and everyone has a different sort of take and different slightly different design handwriting yeah. that they bring to the collection see, as well yeah, okay. which is really exciting um and so where do you get your inspiration from i guess from this second part of the collection which maybe doesn't have anything to do with the archives so where do you find it? So how so when so the collections that I'm working on the seasonal, which is a spring, summer, and an autumn, yeah. winter collection, I put the concept together, and that can 
come from such a wide kind of um we've done things about um autumn winter 21 was based on um the new collectibles so that was really celebrating mm. artisan um craft and beautiful objects that are created and we looked at different environments where those different sort of objects um were inspired by and um, came from so we had um sort of like a stately group so very opulent and very yeah. so looking at stately homes and sort see, of um, yeah. objects that you would find there mm. um right down to more of a kind of cottagey vibe um a bohemian kind mm. of like home where we would find different types of textiles and objects to, to inspire us um we've done collections based on travel and based on um kind of like uh different kind of environments and landscapes that would inspire oh, okay, us yeah. so i mean it's vast the yeah. sort of concept is always vast and, and i try and make it as big as possible so that then we can kind of narrow, um, narrow it down mm-hmm. and then each of the designers will i'll give them a different sort of section to go and oh, research okay. um and then everyone sort of brings their research back together but we definitely allow sort of you know a good sort of two or three weeks of research for mm-hmm. the team to really, and we go to exhibitions and um, galleries and we arrange trips to certain houses and Amazing. places of interest wow. and stuff yeah. like that so that we're not kind of just on the computer or yeah. Pinterest or whatever, which is a great resource. But Yeah, but um, sometimes you need to go out. Absolutely, yeah. it's really important. And so that's why the pandemic has had, has been really yeah, difficult oh my gosh, I can because imagine. all of that was sort mm-hmm. of shut down to us um, a little bit. And so we had to rely... Well, actually, for the Autumn Winter 22, which we did right in the middle of the pandemic, we mm-hmm. definitely relied very heavily on our heritage and exploring that see, a little yeah. bit more because that was what was available to yeah. us. Um, because yeah. I think it's really important to have first-hand mm-hmm. research with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the team just basically go out and research and then, and then start cool. painting. And it's a really exciting process. It's, mm-hmm. it's a bit I really love because it's... Yeah, it's just really, there's so much energy and newness happening and it's a really exciting time within yeah, the collection to see stuff well. coming together. Yeah, it's really great. Um, and so I guess my next question is sort of, like, how long does it take you from, I guess, that first moment where you do go out and research yeah. to when the fabric comes out, even Liberty stores? Like, how long is... Well, the whole process period? is that yeah. two-year process because, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we stop. Um, but in terms of actually finishing a collection, yeah. we probably, it's about six months wow, okay. um, for us to physically create the collection. Create yeah. And then um, once we finished it, we've got another sort of like sort of four or five months before we present it to our sales agents mm-hmm. around the world. So we've just had one for spring, summer 23, actually. And we'll have a really big um, meeting um and as I say, we have agents literally globally. Yeah. So we all come together and we, at that point, as the design team, talk through the concept, show them all the collection. We now, because of the pandemic, we used to sort of just showcase artwork and hangers of the fabric. But mm-hmm. we've now um, had to sort of adapt, I guess. And we've put, because we were having to do that meeting virtually. Yeah, of course. Um, and so we put together a really big um, digital presentation, now, okay. which has actually been a really great it's, um it's a great tool actually and mm-hmm. one that we'll continue using um going forward but we we sort of present the collection like that we yeah. also do a, like a marketing film um which the design team really involved in sort of us painting the collection and showing mm-hmm. the inspiration and where it all comes from so that all helps them the see the sales team to then go out and sort of spread the message if you yeah. like <laughs> we sort of give our baby over to them and then it's up to them to go out and then they yeah. have sort of six months to sell it um, and then those designers then start using it within their own collections. Mm-hmm. And then finally it hits the, the yeah. retail sort of side yeah. two years later. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a long, yeah, a long process. And I guess it must have been amazing when you, I guess, started working at Liberty. Maybe um, I don't know. I don't know if you remember the first time you saw something that you designed on, like, uh, even in the stores. It must have been crazy to look at. Oh my gosh! Like I worked on this. Yeah. It must have been insane. Yeah. That's still a real treat, actually. Yeah. I still love, and you sort of find it and see it in the most unusual places, <laughs> and it's kind of what I love is. Because we create something and then, like I say, we hand it over and then people make it into something else. And I love that about it, actually, Mm -hmm. that it isn't necessarily a completely finished product we're making. It obviously is a finished fabric when we hand it out, but then it gets created into these amazing... pair of shoes or... Yeah, like, yeah, into the most... And, you know, from high-end fashion from the likes of Gucci, right right down to sort of some more high street and then also... um, People making them, like... Dressmakers in the drapery because we, we obviously sell... Our business is sort of half half to fashion industry and mm-hmm. then the other half to drapery stores. I see. Um, so obviously we've got the the Liberty um, haberdashery store here yeah. where we sell the fabric, but around the world there are similar mm-hmm. haberdashery stores selling our our collections. Yeah. Um, yeah, and seeing what just people come up with, and that's another thing that social media has been great for actually. Oh, yeah, of course. Is linking yeah. us in and, and getting to see the projects that yeah. people do yeah. with it has been really lovely. They do a big thing on the Liberty community here where they showcase um, home dressmakers and crafters mm, and things like that, which is really lovely yeah. um, to see. So I guess, can you, uh, could you talk me through a typical day in your life? Is there <laughs> such thing as typical, like, what do you do, I guess, on your daily job? Like, what doesn't count? I yeah. guess it's not really typical because, like you said, you go through different uh, steps of making a fabric. Yeah, it's so, always, yeah. it's, it's, I have to say there's no two days are ever the same. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, exciting. Yeah, think. which does yeah. keep it fresh, which is probably why I've managed to stay. stay for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I guess typically um, it's things like uh, checking. So a lot of my role now, sort of, I, I design slightly less than I used to because mm, okay. um, I'm creating the concept and guiding the team um, and curating the collection um, a little bit more. I do still do the designing, but a lot less than I did. Um, but I have to say that is my happiest moment when I've yeah. got a paintbrush in my hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I guess it's um, looking over designs, sort of um, talking through the designers about different ways of approaching mm-hmm. either the drawing side of it or um, of, or of how to put the repeat together. We do a lot of... Um, um, holding up designs to ourselves yeah. and imagining it on the body um, and pinning it onto sort of dressmakers dummies and things even just the paper yeah to see how it would look to kind of get a feel amazing, of it yeah. um, working with the factory is another big part of mm, why I do liaising we've got yeah. a factory in Italy near Lake Como um, mm-hmm. and we're sort of speaking with them nearly every day so um, I think for Liberty the attention to detail it's one of the key things right the way through the process I, I see, think okay. sort of for me, anyway, that's kind of what sets it apart. We yeah. really focus on getting everything exactly right at each stage. And building our relationship with the factory has been a really big part of that. Mm-hmm. And working really closely with the technicians and things like that to make sure that the finished product really is the best it can yeah. be. And that's been really exciting because there's been so many innovations in terms of digital printing and and even, even kind of the way we conventionally print, you know, mm-hmm. um, which we still do as well, which yeah. I think is beautiful. Um all of that is really important so I guess connecting with people like that is something I do a lot of during my day Um, and then sort of selecting things down whether that's putting together the color palettes Mm -hmm. um, and then sort of going through we have lots of big meetings where myself and the team I work with um, four designers basically and myself who put the collections together Um, 
yeah, kind of big selection meetings is really important and, and going through colour and things like that and selecting those. Um, right down to then when we receive the fabrics back yeah, and okay. going through those and, and making comments to the factory and yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, it's quite varied. Um, mm. Or we could be doing something like the other week we were, we were out doing our promotional film. So we were storyboarding a storyboard for the film um, as part of a team. And then we go out and film the film and we're on location. And we also do our um, model shots where we um, we make some garments to showcase mm-hmm. the key fabrics of the season okay. um, for marketing sort of yeah. purposes. And that we use then on social media and within the store yeah. um, and things like that. So it's very varied. I think that was... Yeah. <laughs> no, it can be really varied. It's great. I think yeah. it's... Yeah, it's definitely very varied. And I think something that must be really cool is like, like you said before, to be able to follow the whole process. And even obviously when, you know, you've sent the fabric to the the factories, you can still obviously, you know, um, you know, check what's happening there. Yeah. And you're still part of like even this aspect because obviously you have to oversee everything to make sure that it's consistent and you it's to the the... I guess the degree of like quality that Liberty wants and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Really yeah, cool. that's yeah. a really big part of it actually is like making sure right to the very end yeah. that the final product that we put out and obviously we, we're we very well known for our Tarn Alorn cotton, mm-hmm. which is the main bulk of our main collection. But yeah. we also use lots of different fabric bases. We do silk and poplins and mm-hmm. we do highlight bases where we do different things like jerseys and fleece and canvas and velvets yeah. and all sorts of things. So that, that's a really exciting side of it as well. But yeah, all of that has to be monitored and that all comes back to the studio really. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it's a kind of big circle. And then when we release it out, I think what's really nice is we still have that connection and we're still talking mm-hmm. to the sales team who are actually out there meeting these top designers yeah. or whoever they're selling it to, the drapery stores, and getting feedback from them as well to sort of understand, um, you know, how it's going. And yeah, like what people like. Absolutely, because you can, you can be sort of designing in a bubble if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> you just think, right, this is what we do and this is good and this yeah. sells well. So it is important to to sort of reflect back and hear feedback. And we do look at sales results and things like that. Mm-hmm. Although the one thing I do say is that fashion is just... Unpredictable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, and you, and you can't ever tame it into, well, we know that this colour sells and this colour. Because, mm-hmm. yes, it might have sold like that last season, but, but it's, it's not going to yeah. next. So. Yeah. So um, I think that is the other thing that keeps it really exciting is that even though it mm-hmm. is very cyclical and it's kind of like you do your two seasons every year and it kind of goes, oh, we're back on this again. Yeah. <laughs> but it is just that not knowing. And whenever you're producing something, you're releasing it out into a totally different world. Things have changed yeah. and people have changed and it's that excitement is trying to constantly think about how things are changing, mm-hmm. where society is going, what they will be looking for and needing. Because yeah. we do a lot of that as well as sort of yeah, thinking like forward and imagining. Like trend. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Research, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it must be quite difficult, I guess, obviously, to anticipate what people are going to like in two years because as much as obviously it's fabrics, so it's not like you had to design a specific garment. It must still be quite difficult to think, oh, this colorway is going to be perfect for winter in two years you yeah know? Like it must be quite difficult I guess. it is and it's a little bit you're obviously you know you're just you're you're projecting yeah, and exactly. it's it's there's always going to be an element of guesswork who knows yeah, what's yeah. and things can change and suddenly you know you find yourself in the middle of a pandemic that no one expected and oh gosh, yeah. you know um so yes you can never fully know but I think there's a definite sort of educated guess that you mm-hmm. sort of take and also what's I think you sort of realize is that everybody is being inspired 
by similar things. Everyone is being yeah. is open to the same things that are happening mm. around them at the time. And a lot of our industry does work quite far in advance anyway. See, yeah, yeah. So there is often a kind of like a synergy actually with what's mm. produced across the market, yeah. I think, a little bit because of that, because you're because sort of seeing the, the same sort of things yeah. and um yeah, being sort of inspired by similar things outside of you like depending on what exhibition is a lot of people yeah, have seen that exhibition true, yeah. and all of that so I think that does influence mm-hmm. it quite a bit yeah yeah um and so is there I guess if you could give one advice to someone wanting to be a fabric designer um, what would it be I guess um probably two things yeah. I would say if that's okay yeah, I sure. would say um never stop experimenting mm-hmm. and I think, you know, if you're wanting to be certainly a textile designer, hand drawing and keeping your eye in for that Mm -hmm. is like keeping like a sketchbook or um, even just sort of something where you collect things that you like that you see. I think that is really key to to being a great designer, actually, and always showing your process. I see. Um, Certainly when I'm interviewing, I look, that's what I look for, because I think you can teach people the technical side Mm -hmm. of it. Um, but what really makes a designer tick is, I think, how they get from from the initial stages through to their finished idea. I see, okay. And I always love seeing that. Yeah. That's what I look for when I'm looking for a mm-hmm. designer to join the team. Um, so that side of it. And I've totally forgotten what the other section was that I was going to say. There were two really <laughs> important bits, but definitely it's doing that. Yeah. What was your question again? Just remind me. Uh, if, you could have, if you had one piece of advice. Oh, yeah. I guess two. Two. <laughs> so so my other one now yeah. I've remembered is the experience thing okay, that we, talk, yeah. we touched on earlier. I think um, that's a big one, yeah. Because I think that is really key yeah. to, just, to understanding yourself and what you like. Mm-hmm. I think without doing that, it's very difficult to know. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could go into a job and then realise it's not for you and but, move. But I yeah. guess if you can do that within your study period or yeah. um, in the early years, then that's possibly better. Okay, amazing. Yeah. And so I guess the last question, which is the signature question, is uh, if there is one book, film or even a personality that inspired your career decisions? This is really tricky, actually. I really struggle yeah. because I, I, I'm an avid reader. I'm constantly watching things. And, <laughs> like, actually when it came down to it, and it's a bit old-fashioned, really, but I was surrounded by William Morris when I was mm. younger. And my mum was a big fan of his. And she would take us to Count Scott to his house. And our sofa was covered in um, African marigold yeah. with his prints. And I vividly have a memory of sitting and, like, tracing patterns with my finger oh, I when see. I was really little. Um, and so I kind of feel that he's been a constant, like, sort of, like I say, my um, my dissertation in my A-level mm. art, I did basically um, all about him and searching for him and going around and trying to find all the different areas where that he'd influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I would say him, even though he's very historical and maybe not really fashiony. No, um, but it doesn't have to be. But yeah, I would say William Morris has been a massive influence on my career, yeah. actually, from a very young age. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it makes sense also because obviously it ties in with absolutely yeah it does yeah yeah Um, well I guess yeah that was my last question so thank you so so much for being on the podcast today I'm sure that you know all the advice you've given us are very um, insightful and definitely I think everyone's going to want to work at Liberty now oh yeah great so (laughs) we might have a few job applications brilliant that would be great it's been lovely talking to you thank you so much thank you so much 
Thank you for listening to the third episode of I Work Podcast with Polly Mason. I hope you learned a lot from my conversation with her. Personally, I know I did. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. And you can also follow the Instagram at iWorkPodcast. And don't hesitate to send me your questions or even ideas for future guests. See you next time.